0: spend years and years and years doing something that you don't love or doing something that doesn't serve your ultimate vision for your life, right? Like literally get to a point, you have to do this for your own self, for your own life, for the life, for the future of your children and future generations. Like you have to figure out what it is that you are passionate about, that you want to commit your time and your energy to, because before you know it, you will be in a position where you might not have the ability to do those things anymore or to shift or maybe you have more responsibilities now now you can't up and go and, and make decisions like you're limited in what you can do so i think it's really it's important for people to get clear about those types of things
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to One Thing in Common podcast. On today's episode, we have D'Angelo Moss. D'Angelo is a man with a passion to deliver the truth about money management to his generation. He believes that home ownership is one of the best ways to begin building generational wealth for the average American. With a background in real estate, investing, finance, and a heart to serve others, D'Angelo embraced the mortgage industry and is now part of one of the industry's top branches in sales, service, and team values. With a proven ability to inspire and connect with people, his approach to life and business serves him well in his pursuit to help people live their best lives. Everyone, I'm so happy to bring on my friend, D'Angelo.
0: Hey, everybody. It's my pleasure to be here.
1: How are you today, D'Angelo?
0: I'm just fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Love that. Love that. So excited to have you on. I know this is something we've been talking about for some time now, so it's finally here. So before we get started on this, I know um, for the listeners, this is actually a topic that we have not even touched on on either season one or two. So I'm super pumped to be talking about this on season three. And that is on finances. All right, y'all, you heard it. The F word, finances. (laughs) And my friend D'Angelo I have to say, is is a guru in this topic. Okay, he may not say he is, but he definitely is a guru in this topic. And so, D'Angelo, can you share with the listeners how you got into the financial world?
0: Absolutely. So, first of all, let me just say that's a like tough title to live up to, guru. I wouldn't say that I am that, but you know, I think I've learned a little bit over the years, and I'm happy to share what I've learned. But um, how did I get into finances? So, um, I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be real with you guys. So, like for me, I remember it was probably 2008. I had just lost about $8,000 by buying like 12 uh, PlayStation, I think it was like PlayStation (laughs) That's hilarious. Like $1,000 more than what they were actually selling for. And the reason why I did that is because like the year before P- Xboxes came out and Xboxes were selling like for astronomical prices. I remember watching, I was literally at work one day and I was watching the last Xbox sell right before Christmas and the last one sold for $10,000. So I said to myself, I said, next year the PlayStation is gonna come out, it's gonna come out around the same time and it's gonna be the same situation. So I am going to make sure when the Playstations come out, I'm going to buy a bunch of them so that I can sell them right before Christmas. just like everybody else did before. And I thought I was just going to make out what happened was when they came out, I didn't get the proper alerts. So they obviously had sold out of the stores like the same day. So I had to go to like eBay in order to buy all the rest of them. So anyway, I was like I was I was looking on eBay and they were all selling for like a thousand dollars more than what they were you know, actually selling for in the stores. But I said, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to buy them and then just sell them on the last day before Christmas. This is going to be great. I'm going to make all this money.
1: <laughs> I'm going to make all this money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, never override the Holy Spirit's leading in your life. Mm. I, I, like, if, if there was ever a moment when the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly, it was in that moment. He let me, he said, listen, don't do it. I felt that gut-wrenching, like... <laughs> And I, you know, just like, no, I've been planning this for a year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend this. Like, I don't know how much it was. It was a lot of money. I put it all on credit cards. I didn't have to. Oh, no. I'm going to make this money. Well, little did I know, everybody and their mother had the same idea. So when it came down to, like, the last day before Christmas, I lost almost $1,000 on each one of the uh, PlayStations. And I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting there. Um, as I watched the last one that I had to sell, sell on eBay. And I remember thinking to myself, no, I didn't think to myself. I said, okay, okay, Lord, I messed up. I got myself into this mess. You told me that I should not be, but I acknowledged that. And now I'm asking for your help. (laughs) So (laughs) that was like the first, uh, that was like the first issue that I've ever had with money. And it was as a result of that, I mean, it was because of that, that I had to somehow figure out how to make some money because, you know, mm-hmm. I made maybe $30,000 a year, you know, and I did not have the education that I have today. And I'm just like, how am I going to make this money? Like, how am I going to pay this you a know, few thousand dollars off? Because that was the most month that was the most in debt that I had ever been. And I had no idea of how I was going to pay it off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had this bright idea. I was like, you know what? Let me let me go to the library, or like go. I think I went online first. I went online to try to find books that would teach me how to get out of debt. And the first book that came up was uh, The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I started reading it. No, actually, I went to the library. I didn't even buy it. I just went to the library and got it. So I went to the library, got this book, and I started reading it, and. To my surprise, all it was saying was, "Stop spending what you don't have, mm. the money that you normally would spend, and pay your debt off." And I was just like, "That's literally the premise of the book." Yeah. So I was just like, "Okay, let me. I'm not going to read this anymore." And I stopped like, you know, a quarter of the way in, and I just applied the principles that the first few pages taught me. And I was, mm. and I was able to get out of debt, and like, it took me like, I think two years or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like. And it felt so good to make that last payment. I mean, it felt so good. I said, man, there has to be a way for me to learn. If, if, it, if it works with getting out of debt, there has to be books that teach you how to get rich. Like how can yeah. the mm-hmm. You know why. So anyway, I, um, I had this bright idea. And I totally believe that it was God. But I had this bright idea. I said, you know what? I don't like sitting down, reading books, flipping pages. I'm just not mm-hmm. that type of guy. So I said, you know, I'm I'm gonna go to audible.com and I'm gonna go to their top 100 business books and I'm gonna see what business books they they recommend. And I just took that list, I printed it up and I went to my local library. Now, for those of you who don't utilize your library, I'm telling you, you're doing yourself a disservice. The library Mm. for everyone to take advantage of if you are an American citizen. And they do that so that we can learn. Now, the library, what's cool about the library is if they don't have the particular title that you want in the library at that particular library, they will find it anywhere in the world and ship it for free to you so that you can, you know, consume that content. So I went and I found all those books because I knew that they were going to be on audio because it's on Audible. All of those books got them all and they sent them all to me in CDs. Mm -hmm. And um, I put them all on my computer. And I began to just listen to all of these different books. And it probably took me another two years to really get through it all and really understand mm-hmm. it. But what was interesting is after I read all of those books or listened to all those books, they, I realized they were all saying the same thing. There was like, yeah. there, was, was as if there was this path toward wealth that seemingly only a few people knew, but mm-hmm. they were afraid to share that information. Mm-hmm. And baffling to me because the information that they shared in these books were not the inf- was not the information that they taught us in school yeah. but it was really sound principles in fact it was counter it, it, it was not it wasn't even on the same plane as the way that i grew up you know i grew up spending tomorrow's money today like you know it's like debt to get whatever you want if you want it just go charge it it's cool yep. you can it later right and you know they were they were teaching a different way so anyway. I started to apply some of those principles that I was reading in those books. And sure enough, it led me to some success. Mm. And, uh, you know, it took me probably maybe a good five years before I really got into a position to be able to exercise what those books taught me. Mm. But then, after I got there, I recognized that I will never be the same. And the, the education that I received from those books, I, all of a sudden just had this desire to share with other people because I realized that most people are in the same type of position that I was in all those years ago when I first started this journey. And many of those people probably felt the way that I felt like, I, I mean, I felt hopeless. I felt like I didn't understand how to get out of this stuff. And I felt like, man, I wish some, I had someone in my life that could teach me how to, you know, do the things that those books taught me how to do. So. Now, today, I get I get the privilege of helping other people uh, experience the same level of freedom and education that I received all those years ago.
1: Wow, that is awesome. I love that story. Who would have thought all those what Xboxes you said? PlayStations? Yeah. Would have led you to hear. That's crazy, and that's awesome. I feel like that can be relatable you know maybe people weren't selling that you know at that time but maybe people can catch themselves selling things now that they lose value in they lose money in and they're stuck in a rut and you have a choice you can stay there or you can you know educate yourself like you did you took the necessary steps you acknowledge like i don't like flipping pages from a book so you know what let me do like audiobook and you found that it works for you and you applied what you learned, and now you're thriving in the area that you're in because you took the step forward and you did the the discipline. And, Dianjale, that's something I wanted to ask you. You know, a lot of the listeners I either graduated high school or even college, right? What piece of advice would you give to recent graduates that came um, at a, either high school or college? Uh, basic financial principles.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, Well, first of all, for those of you who are either in high school or graduating from high school, have not entered into college yet, Mm -hmm. I, first of all, recommend for you to really get clear on what it is that you want, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I personally have very strong opinions about uh, school. Like, first of all, let me just be clear. I believe that knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is power knowledge you have, the more power you have. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that um, you have to necessarily go to school to get the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't go to accredited college. And I went to a Bible school that wasn't even accredited um, for two years. And that's what I did for my you know, college experience. Um, but I was able to learn everything that I wanted to learn um, by just reading books that were mm-hmm. So, you know, I would really just like question, I would have everyone question what it is that I really want mm. and really evaluate whether or not going to college is that is the best route for me to accomplish that or if there was a different way that perhaps may be better than going to college. Now, I know many people have to go to college. I don't have any problem with college. The only problem I have uh, is when people Go to college and they get themselves in all of this debt, mm-hmm. have no idea what it is that they truly want to do, yeah. but they're committing themselves financially to it mm-hmm. only to graduate with a degree that you may or may not be able to get a job with. Mm-hmm. You still have to pay that money back. And it's not anything that you can like, you know, like file bankruptcy for. You have to pay student loans back. They make mm-hmm. sure you pay it. So, you know, what I realized, and this is what I personally believe, I personally believe that most people, when they go to college, they don't really have a desire to go to college so that they can get a great job, right? The job is just a means to a different type of end. like most people truly just want to have enough money to live the type of lifestyle that they want to live, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about the job. Nobody Like, if I had the choice, I wouldn't work a job in, in the re- for the rest of my life, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just want to have money coming in. And we've been taught to, to make money. But the reality of it is, what you your objective is truly just to make money, not to get a job. So mm-hmm. I would ask the question, well, what is the most effective way to make money, right? Mm-hmm. What is the most effective way to make money? And if that most effective way to make money requires me to go to college, then I'll go to college, right? Mm-hmm. And if it makes financial sense for me to do that, I'll pay so that I can you know, go to college. But if the most effective way to make money is not to go to college, you better believe I'm not gonna go to college and I won't allow society to tell me that I need to go to college in order to do it. So that would be the first thing that I would say, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, and I, again, I'm not, there's nothing against college, nothing against anyone who went to college. I just I am a big believer in knowing what it is that you want to do before mm. like I, and I'll just say this something that someone told me before that I thought was actually pretty pretty good advice. Someone said, like when you're in your 20s, you should just go experience everything. Like, like try all these different things. If you have the ability to travel, go travel, you know, do some, you know, different jobs, like do this, do that. Just experience everything, right? Mm. Figure out what it is that you love about. Mm life that you want to commit yourself to first, right? Figure that out, right? And then once you figure that out, then you can maybe invest into, you know, maybe making that your career or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. But they say in your 20s, you should just go crazy, go figure out what it is that you want to do. In your 30s, you should kind of have an idea of what it is that you want to do, what kind mm-hmm. of contribution you want to make to the world, whatever that
1: is. That's good,
0: Again, yeah. Whatever that thing is in your 30s, Forties, mm-hmm. you should be good at it by that time. Like you should—that's the point where you should be pretty good at whatever it is that you're you're aiming to do. In your fifties, you should bring on a mentor, and you should be teaching someone else how to do what it is that you're good at now. And in your sixties, you should just be able to relax, right? So that's what they—someone said. I was like, man, that's pretty good advice. So don't feel like you know because you've just graduated from high school, you have to have everything figured out. It's baffling to me that. We expect Mm -hmm. people who have never, and most of these people have never even done their own laundry to be able to use, you know, what they're going to do. Come on, come on. How can you expect that? You know? Uh, Yeah. Like, put your money where your mouth is. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, that's crazy. You know, take some time to figure out what it is that you want to do. It's okay that you don't. And then start investing in that after you've kind of gotten some clarity.
1: That, D'Angelo, that is such good advice. And I love that because I feel like now more than ever, it's kind of starting to become more normal. And I guess like in society, okay, that it's okay if like, you don't, you know, go to school, like you go to school, you graduate high school, you get a family, you get married and like, you live this like life that like kind of from like a young age, we think like that's the life that we need to live and we have to live. And if we aren't married by a certain age and we don't have this like title, we're not in this position a certain age, we feel like we're failures. And I feel like that's, that's just not life and that's just not reality. And maybe that's what we were taught growing up, but that's not true. You know, I can definitely say if you would have told me years ago when I was 18, like what I'd be doing now, where I'd be, I wouldn't believe you. Cause I'm like, no, I'm going to be You know, doing this and this and this, and it's the complete opposite. But at this moment, the season I'm in, like, I love what I'm doing. And, but it's like, you don't see it when you graduate high school. And I could, I'm sure you would say the same thing about your life. You know, like, it's not like when you got straight out of high school, you know, you went to finances. Funny story. Actually, the first time me and D'Angelo first met in person was, um, right before he spoke at a conference that we both didn't even know we were at, you know, we were mutual friends on like Facebook and Instagram for like years, but we had never met in person. And so <laughs> we were like, it was in Texas. It was at a Bethel conference. And we're like, I don't know. We were just like in a hallway, like ready to go to our seats. And we both look at each other and we're like, where I are- know you like, what where- <laughs> I know that face <laughs> it was so funny and I'm like I think I know you too and you're like Megan I'm like is your name D'Angelo <laughs> and we started talking We're like oh my god it's so nice to meet you in person and then um he's like oh I I, you're like I better um get going because I want to speak on stage I'm like oh like you're actually going to speak on stage like you're like Yeah, yeah it's like part of my job I'm like oh, cool, well, I guess I'm going to sit down and watch you speak right now. And, like, literally five minutes later, you're on stage speaking, and I'm, like, cracking up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's my friend I just met in person. <laughs> but
0: small world, as they say, right?
1: Such a small world. And the funny thing is, like, we would even know we were both at that conference, and we just ran into each other.
0: There but... were thousands of people there. Like, the fact that we were able to spot each other is, like, a miracle. Yeah, here... literally,
1: And right before you spoke, because I think the funny thing is, like, had you like went on stage and spoke, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I know him. (laughs) Like, I know him. But it was so funny. I was like minutes before you went on stage. And I share that story with you guys also because at that time, you know, you were doing something else, right? Like, you weren't necessarily in the exact field that you're in now, right? And that was only a couple of years ago. So it's like seasons change, transitions happen. And that's, Life, right?
0: It's crazy, right? Because um, you're right. Like I was in a completely different field. Fortunately, I can say that you know everything that I had began learning. I was like, again, I, I began learning while I was making thirty thousand dollars at my, you know, you know, in my job that I was at at the time, and it was great because it was because I invested that time while I was making a little bit less that I was prepared to make some of the moves that I made when I was making a little bit more. So, you know, I don't I don't believe that, you know, my journey started when I started investing or anything, or when I started making a lot of money. My journey started when I decided to get the education. So for anyone out there was, you know, feeling like, man, where do I start? I believe 100% that the starting point is to get an education, to begin to learn about money uh, the way that you need to and start to get the understanding kind of change your mindset the way that your mindset needs to be changed so that you can be prepared when opportunity presents itself. And that's one thing I will say is that, you know, the opportunity that I was in when I met you was actually an opportunity that I was prepared to take And that opportunity mm. to be able to invest and, you know, uh, living, uh, the way that I know I should be living in order to accomplish my goals. And, you know, when that season of life was up, I was able to move right into almost like seamlessly, right into the next thing because I was prepared for it. right? But everything that I was doing is all playing into my plan. Like I knew this is where I ultimately want to be. And this is what I need to do in order to get there. Mm -hmm. And I was able to ask myself, is this new opportunity going to help me accomplish my goals? Right? And when the answer is yes, it's not a hard decision to make to just shift into a new thing. And I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people, they make, I think a lot of people make decisions without having clarity about where they're wanting to go. So Mm -hmm. they can go to college and they can spend all this money and then they can leave college and then just take the first job that is presented to them because it pays them something. But really it's not serving their ultimate goal of whatever it is that they, you know, they want to do. So, but they will stay there for years because that's Mm -hmm. the thing that and that's what someone offered to you, so they'll do that. But it really doesn't serve them, and it's not until you know they're tired of it that they decide to make a change. And I don't believe that that life is too short to spend years and years and years doing something that you don't love or doing something that doesn't serve your ultimate vision for your life. Right? So like, literally, get to a point you have to do this for your own self, for your own life, for the life, of, for the future of your children and future generations. Like, you have to figure out what it is that you are passionate about, that you want to commit your time and your energy to, because before you know it, you will be in a position where you might not have the ability to do those things anymore or to shift. Or maybe you have more responsibilities now. Now you can't Mm -hmm. up and go and, and make decisions like you are limited in what you can do. So I think it's really it's important for people to get clear about those types of things.
1: That's so good. You have a clarity of like where you're going and and where you want to go. Right. I feel like what you said, people just kind of accept things because they'll pay the bills. But it's like, do you feel like you're fulfilling something there? Do you feel like you're fulfilling something greater than yourself there? And that's another question I want to ask you, D'Angelo, is what's your favorite part about doing what you do?
0: Well, um, you know, So what I do right now, so I work in the mortgage industry. And um, the reason why I enjoy doing that is because um, it was actually something that I was kind of helping people with prior to ever getting into that industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I became a student of money. I became a student of um, making money work for me. And I was able to find out some really cool strategies to maximize the dollars that I had. And You know, I was able to get a certain level of success and it's not like your traditional things. Right. There's elements of the traditional, but it was a little bit different. Like most people aren't exercising some of these strategies that I was talking about. But, um, you know, I was able to get certain results and friends of mine uh, were able to see some of the things that I was doing. And they're like, how do I get in on that? So, you know, I was able to kind of teach some of my my close people, you know, in my life how to do some of the things that I've done. And it was really cool because they started getting the same results. And it was just like, man, it's it, it was really rewarding. And when I was presented with this opportunity, actually, it was crazy. I actually, met, I was in Breckenridge, Colorado, um, skiing for the first time. And I actually met my boss, my current boss, in a hot tub randomly. Like we just, and again, this is one of those opportunities like right, that presented itself. And it was just beca- because I was positioned to be able to, move on the opportunity i i'm able to do what i do now but literally i like that. i just met this guy you know in the hot tub we started talking built you know started striking up a conversation uh you know he noticed something in me uh, mm. seeing most people so he asked me for my information and he followed up with me and he invited me back up to breckenridge uh like maybe a week or two later while we kind of had further conversation and through all of that he saw not only he not only saw like a certain gifting on me, but he also saw what I knew. He he mm-hmm. he knew that I understood things that maybe, you know, the average person didn't understand specifically about finances. And because he saw that in me and because it was coming out in that moment, he offered me a position and it's a pretty lucrative position. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty lucrative industry to be in. So that's just, again, part of the point that I was trying to make earlier is that, you know, when you Begin down this path. It's almost as if, like things begin to come to you. It's almost like God begins to bless you. Like doors of opportunity begin to open up, and I pray for those things. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. Pray for those things. And when they present themselves, you just have to be able to identify them and then walk through those doors. I mean, that's, that's so good. What my life has been. You know? Yeah,
1: I love that. I love how you said. You know, you are in the hot tub where you met your future. Your now boss. But it's like you were in the right position at that time, you know, maybe like five years ago, you wouldn't have been ready for that position or you wouldn't have equipped to have done that, but you were positioned at the right place at the right time. He saw something in you and you understood that when opportunity knocks you open. Right. And not just like any opportunity. I do believe in, in discernment and discerning, like which opportunity to take for sure. But when you discern it and you're like, okay, you have this piece and, and you're like, okay, this definitely was not from me, but like this was from God. And like, you know what? I'm going to go take it, you know? And, and I think that's so key. I believe I'm a firm, believe that there's opportunities every day for people to take, but it's the first thing is, are we even aware of the opportunities? You know, I feel like so many people think opportunities are wrapped up in a way that other, like, it's still like, it's not wrapped up in a bow. It's not wrapped up in a new car. It's not wrapped up in it with a check in the lottery. No, no, no. Like there, maybe it's a conversation. You never know the person standing next to you behind Starbucks could be like the CEO of a company you're going to work for in the future, right? Like you never know. You went to Colorado just thinking you're going to have a fun ski trip with your friends. Didn't know that you'd come back with, you know, a job that you're now in and and you're thriving in, right? But you saw the opportunity you took it, you ran with it, and now you are like, you're, you're supposed to be there, right? Like that is an area that you are like called in and not just that, but now you can help others, you know? So I think that's so awesome. I love that. I, I love mean,
0: that. About How all things work together for the good of those who love God who are called on his purposes. And I truly do believe that mm-hmm. that is what's happening for me. You know, things are just working out. You know, I can just, I can be in a hot tub and like, oh, there's a great opportunity. It just, it just works out, you know? I so.
1: love that. I love that. I think, honestly, as I reflect at some of like the wow moments in my life, they have all been wrapped up in opportunities, right? whether it was like a conference that was sold out, but I just showed up because I had the faith. I'm like, if I show up, you know, I have the chance of getting in and I'm going to take that chance and, you know, ending up, like end up getting in for free, meeting these people, meeting the speakers. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like when you take that leap of faith, it's just life is so much more exciting. It's so much more vibrant. It's it's so much more alive. And I think also you put yourself out there to grab those opportunities, right? I feel like I said, those opportunities are open to everybody, but- are you, are your eyes open to it, right? Is your mind alert to spotting those opportunities, right? I love that. D'Angelo, I wanted to ask you the question, because this is something that I've spoken, um, my family, you know, have spoken to me about, and it's, it's the difference between needs versus wants. Could you elaborate a little bit more in the financial world, the, the difference between a need versus a want?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, so I think, so I'm going to come at it from a slightly different angle. Cause I think this is actually a really big part of how I was able to do what I was able to do. And I haven't really spoken to like my level of success intentionally, but I will say, um, so how about this? I am, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this much. I'm, I'm currently uh, 34 years old and I am positioned to retire at 40, mm-hmm. uh, so if it means anything to you, just understand, like, you know, I started my process probably around the age of 25 That's and then 10 years, I positioned myself to be able to retire at 40, which is basically buying myself approximately 20 years, right? Most people retire after 60 something, right? Yeah. I bought myself 20 additional years by reading a few books, maybe 50, less than 50 books, And that's the value of, you know, like education. So if that means anything to you, that's some hard facts for you. Like if all things go well, I I am positioned to retire it for Mm you. But um, uh, with that being said, one of the keys to me being able to do that was for a long time, I did not live the type of lifestyle that people who made the amount of money that I made would typically live. Right. Mm. Again, I had a goal in mind. Right. I decided, you know what I want? I don't want to work a job for the rest of my life. That's my own thing. I don't want to work. I don't like it's not that I'm lazy. It's not that, you know, it's not that I don't enjoy it sometimes. It's just that I don't want to have to work. Most people go through life doing what they have to do And very rarely do people get to do what they want to do. Most people are only doing things that they have to do. And it's like, it's a shame because many of us have callings. Many of us have things that we are supposed to accomplish in this lifetime, but we don't have the time to do it because we're busy doing what we have to do, trying to make ends meet and stuff like that. That's not that. I don't believe that's what I'm called to. And I don't want to do that. So I want to get the money situation out of the way as quickly as possible. And I recognized one of the things, the, one of the ways that I can do that is to basically build up as much money as I can and invest that money so that eventually I can live the type of lifestyle that I want to live without having to go to work. It's kind of like someone gave the example. Investing is like planting a tree. Right. You plant this tree and you water the tree. Right. You take care of it and you have to tend to the tree for a period of time. And, you know, it relies on you for, for yeah. a good of time. But there comes a point in that tree's life where it doesn't need you anymore. Like mm-hmm. it is self-sustaining and it's going to give you food, it's going to give you, you know, whatever it produces and it's going to give you shade and you don't have to worry about it. You can go out to that tree and it'll give you whatever it is that you need and you don't have to take care of it anymore. Mm-hmm. that's kind of how investing is. You know, initially, you know, it's going to take you, you know, tending to your your investments and making sure that you're investing in the right things and putting your money into that thing. But eventually you can get to a point where that investment is now paying you constantly. It's giving you, it's giving back to you and you don't have to really worry about it like that anymore. And that's what my aim was, right? So for a long time, you know, I was making a really good income, but I didn't spend a lot of my money. I actually was trying to spend as little as possible of my earned money, right? The money that I actually had to go to work for, I actually tried to spend as little of that as possible. Mm. Uh, And I found a bunch of different ways to do it. You know, I got down to the point where, you know, my, my entire lifestyle literally only costed me about, there was a point where I could actually get by by spending, get this, just $500. Five hundred bucks a month is what it cost me to live. Most people can't do that, but there's ways like you know, you get rid of certain expenses like your housing expense, mm-hmm. which I was able to do. You know, like you know, I, I'm I didn't have a car note. I drove a you know, two thousand and six Ford Explorer for the longest, right? You know, I was driving an, an Explorer, and I didn't care. Yeah, I wasn't trying to look like any anybody, you know, or look important. I just realized that you know what, I have this goal. And if I drove this 2006 Explorer for a few years, it's gonna help me accomplish my goal quickly. So when I hit 40 and I'm driving whatever car I wanna drive, people are gonna look at me and ask me, how did you do that? And they're not gonna realize that. 10 years ago, I started doing, You know, I was driving a 2006 Ford Explorer when I could have been driving the car that I drive now, but I waited because I needed to invest that money, right? Mm -hmm. So what I would say to kind of answer your question, bring it all back together, you need to get really clear like, for me, a need was actually to retire early, right, and not have to work. That was my need in that moment. And I wanted all the, you know, shiny things, all the things with the bells and whistles and stuff like that. But I said, you know what? I would rather delay my gratification right now so that I can ultimately have the thing that I need, Right. And I know that's not probably the way you were asking that question, but that's the way I want to answer it because I think we all know what our needs are versus our wants, the things that are necessities versus the things that are liabilities and just, you know, extra stuff. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, for me, I think the point I'm trying to make is um, there are things that we may want that will prevent us from getting to what we really, really want or need which is sometimes freedom more or just more money. And we have to learn to delay gratification mm. where the shiny thing is yelling at us and choose to be disciplined and keep to your plan, even though, gosh, your friends may look at you and say, well, you can afford that. Why not just go splurge?
1: Uh-huh. Treat
0: yourself. <laughs> no,
1: Treat yourself.
0: <laughs> you know, like you know, sometimes you have to be disciplined and understand that that thing doesn't just cost what that price tax is. It also costs your future, you know? So, um,
1: no, I, I love that. I actually love the answer you gave. I, I really do because you said something that I've never really heard someone explain in that way. And you're like, at that time, it's like you needed to re- like tire early. And obviously, that wasn't going to happen in that moment, but your mindset wasn't on what's going to fulfill me quick, like you said, quick gratification, but what's going to make me f- fulfilled in the long term. So, like, you had your need ahead of you, and you're saying, I'm going to need this in the future. So, you were thinking, you had like a vision of where you wanted to go you're like, okay, these are the steps I'm going to need to take. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to suck. Yeah. I'm going to have to room with some people. Yeah. I'm not going to have to buy the most bougie food. Yeah. I'm going to not have to have the most bougie car, but guess what? At the end of the day, that doesn't matter because where I want to be X amount of years from now is where I'll be. If I keep doing what I'm doing, you know, and like you said, not many people get to say that, you know, they'll be able to retire when they're 40, but you've set yourself up for that path. And like you said, uh, delay gratification. That is huge. I mean, I'm at that point where, you know, I'm learning just now a lot about finances and how much I need to save and, and, and learning the basics. Like, like what you said, when you read the Dave Ramsey book, like don't spend more than what you're making, like basic, Principle 101 that they do not teach is like like if they could just teach one thing in high school, like teach that. Like, don't spend more than you get. Like, it just it literally doesn't even make logical sense to do that, right? But guess what? What are we known for? Debt and and you know, pay now, um, you know, like pay for it later, and or spend now, pay for it later. And it's like, well, that's why we're in such a large deficit. That's why we're in so much debt. That's why we're known for that, because it's just we, we don't feel it pile up. And, and when you said with the student loans as well, it's like, man, I have felt so many of my friends pain of going through the motions in college and, and then realizing like you graduate with a degree that you don't even need. And again, there's a difference. Like if you're studying to be a doctor, a lawyer, totally get the degree, but there's certain things that so many of my friends are thriving right now. And they're like, I didn't even need to study what I did in college. And now I have to pay all this debt. And it's like, for what? You know, one thing that I love that you said was um, you learned most of this through education and listening to books, like so basic, so simple, but that's what you did. And you said it took you like probably around two years to listen to 50 books. And those 50 books led you to, to learn everything that you did. And and going back to the that of uh, the books, D'Angelo, what are some books that you would recommend to the listeners um, that have helped you on your journey to, to finances?
0: Great question. <laughs> so um I'm gonna tell you, I'm just gonna give you three. I'm gonna give you three books that have radically changed my life, not only changed my life and like giving me some strategy, but also helped me change my mindset. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give you three books. So, first of all, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, the Total Money Makeover for Dave, by Dave Ramsey for anyone who has debt, right? Like if you're, you know, up to your eyeballs in debt and you're trying to figure out how to get out of it, that is a great book. I mean, it's really basic principles. And I know what I said earlier seems like very elementary, but the reality of it is, it is not how most of us live our lives. It's not yeah. how most families live their lives. And it is not what society pushes on us, right? Like when we watch commercials, they are good at, selling us everything that we don't need because they want your money, right? So they really, really good marketing themselves and marketing their products so that you spend your hard-on money on whatever product they're trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, oh yeah, we'll give you, you know, 30 days same as cash, right? Isn't yeah. like, well you gotta pay the cash after 30 days. You know, it's like you gotta pay it at some point. You know, or like they, you know, zero down right now, but then they don't realize, you know, if you don't pay that thing off and you know a year, oh, all of a sudden, you're going to have to pay 17, 22% interest. And it's like, shoot. <laughs> yeah,
1: it adds up.
0: And they're, they've gotten really good at that. But we as the American people, we're like cattle sometimes. Mm. Uh, anyway, Total Money Makeover. And okay. that's a great book for if you're in debt. Okay, the next book is probably the most influential book that mm. I've ever read. I actually read this book every year. It's that good. Wow. Every year. If there was a Bible <laughs> investing, this book, that Bible for me, I'm going yep. to tell you, and I can tell you, I follow a lot of blogs, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, like podcasts of people who are very successful, who have done investing well, and many of those people attribute their success to this one book. I'm going to tell you, you guys ready for this.
1: I'm ready. Come on. Let's go
0: called oh, rich dad poor dad
1: yes by robert kiyosaki
0: my gosh
1: <laughs>
0: yeah my I, I mean i'm telling you like it changed my life i feel like robert kiyosaki mm. i not only read that I, I read all of his stuff like i've consumed much of his content and he is the mentor that i wish i had when i was younger because mm. he actually tells you like it is like he he kind of puts things out there and talks about the way that the world actually works in ways that most people aren't comfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. But Rich Dad Poor Dad is a great book because it actually, in, in this book, it actually contrasts uh, the mindsets of his two dads in this book. One is a wealthy man, and the other one was a, a middle-class man. And it talks about the different ways that they thought. And it's really interesting because what it's almost inevitable, you're gonna find yourself in one of those places, right? Yeah. The great thing about it is not only what does it distinguish between the two mindsets, but it ultimately helps you understand how you can get toward the mindset that is gonna serve you best. Mm. So I'm telling you, if you read that book, read it again and read it again after you've read it again because it will change your life if you can understand the principles that that book uh, explains, okay? Mm -hmm. Rich Dad Poor Dad is book number two, okay? The last book that I recommend is a book called The Millionaire Next Door. I can't Mm -hmm. remember the the author of that book, but you can look it up anywhere. It's a great book. And what that book talks about is our misconception about what rich people really look like. Right. Mm -hmm. The Millionaire Next Door. And and what what the book kind of goes over is, you know, like the majority of the time, the people that you think are really rich, you know, the people who like have the really nice cars, the really big house, you know, like they 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 walk around as if they have to wear their wealth on themselves. Those people typically are the ones that have the least amount of money, believe it or not. They spend their money to look a certain type of way. They want to look like they are wealthy when in reality, the true wealthy people don't look like them. So it's like this crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Shift. It's like, actually, if you want to really look like a wealthy person, you're probably going to look pretty average for the most part, probably going to drive a, not a brand new car. And it really talks about these types of things. So, uh, the millionaire next door is a great, is the last book that I recommend. Uh, and I think that that would be a great start on your educational journey. And if you want to, you know, do what I've done, or if you want more recommendations, I'm happy to give you all the books that I even know that I, that I've read over the years. I literally keep a flash drive. In fact, <laughs> periodically I'll run into people who, you know, I, I'll tell my story to, and they're like, well, can I have those books? And, you know, I'm, I've, I've given those books to people. So I actually have a guy who I'm, I'm actually uh, giving some books to this next week because he reached out to me. So, um, but yeah, you can either hit me up, I guess, or you can just go to Audible and look up all the top hundred business books or cell phone books, whatever it is, and you will eventually get the education that I got
1: that's so good and that's something that you know I've had a lot of conversations with my dad on is like many people that are millionaires or even billionaires they don't look like what we think they would look like you know and it's this perception of and other people that you think they're millionaires by the way they dress and the cars that they use but it's the quote like keeping up with the joneses like it looks like they're wealthy cuz that's how they portray themselves but behind closed doors they could be dealing with debt and financial burdens and it's the complete opposite i think it's also a big mindset and it's like are do you want a lot a lot of money so you can flaunt it and show the world that you have a lot of money or do you want a lot of money so you can kind of be financially free but then also you could do a lot of good with that money right like on the we had a conversation on the phone the other day and you were telling me like you know when you do retire, it's not like gonna be like laying down your couch watching TV all day. Like, no, that's gonna be time that you're gonna be able to, you know, spend doing things that you love to do, things that you're passionate about, maybe invest in projects or companies or, you know, um, foundations that maybe you wouldn't be able to had you not have that money, right? So,
0: I'm gonna do it backwards. So, uh, once I retire, I'm actually gonna go back to school, believe it or not. Like, I never no. went to college. I'm actually gonna invest into, Uh, Quantum physics. Like I like science. I like physics. I like I like just just like science is cool to me. And I didn't realize how much I loved it until I was in my 30s, right? Mm. So had I invested all the money that I you know would have invested, I didn't that I didn't have when I was in my you know you know late teens, early 20s, I probably would be in some field that I hate right now. But now Mm. that I've lived my life. And now I'm in a position to actually spend money on something that I care about. I'm actually gonna go and spend some money on college to learn about this, you know, this, this field that I enjoy. And then maybe I'll make some huge contribution because I found that this is something that I'm passionate about, right? Yeah. So it was just really interesting. But I'm telling you, when you have a little bit of money, it opens up doors of opportunity for yeah. you. So. I
1: love that. And I love that, like what you said. Like you're actually going back to school, but for something that you want to do, like you're not going to school so you can make money doing quantum physics. Like, no, like you just genuinely want to educate yourself on that topic. You want to get a quality education on that. But I think that's so cool. And that, again, it's such a different mindset. Um, One last question before the last, last question. All right. So it's the second last question. And we kind of have been touching up on this a little bit, but I want you to dig a little deeper is what would you say is the poison of, quote, keeping up with the Joneses?
0: I mean, I'll answer that really quickly. I mean, at the end of the day, trying to keep up with the Joneses prevents you from being able to accomplish your goals. That's just
1: mm-hmm.
0: point. Come on. should Like, who cares what other people have? I mean, I understand everybody. I, I, I get it. You know, I, I'm i human as well. And everybody wants, you know, people to like them or feel like, you know, you're wealthy. But at the end of the day, like you're going to have to learn that that does not matter. It does not matter. And yeah. again, you read The Millionaire Next Door, that'll teach you that it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. what, what you are, the people who you're trying to impress with, what you're wearing and what you're driving don't even care about what you're doing.
1: Come on.
0: In that position where you are spending everything you have ruining your future mm. to make people like you and trying to impress people who don't even care about you. Like, <laughs> not that they don't care about you, but you know what I'm saying? They don't care about what you drive. It's yeah. so, I see people driving Teslas. And they look at, like, Teslas, and don't get me wrong, I like Teslas. Teslas are cool, whatever. But, like, <laughs> drive that as if it's a status symbol. And when I see somebody in a Tesla, I'm like, well, that's another Tesla. I mean, I've seen, there's 10 of them right here. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> one. Like, who cares? Like, you're not impressive. At least make it different, you know? Make it, like, shine or, like, make it's you shine. something different. Yeah. Like, another one. You know, I'm paid $100,000. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you got $100,000 spent on a Tesla. Like, whatever. Nobody cares. Like, I, I'm not impressed by that. I would rather get something rare. That's just, but that's my own. I mean, I guess we all have different value systems. But at the end of the day, just really weigh out how much value is being added to your life when you decide to buy something that is super expensive, that, you know, that maybe your money could go someplace else and serve you better just think about that stuff
1: so good so good and I agree with you a hundred percent on that that was so good all right D'Angelo now is time for the final question of the podcast and that is if you knew then what you know now what would you tell your younger self
0: (laughs) besides like invest in Apple and <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and buy a house in 2009 instead of 2007. No. Um, so, something that I would tell my younger self, fortunately, I haven't made a whole lot of mistakes besides the whole PlayStation thing. That was a horrible mistake. But um, I would say just don't. I would say don't invest in anything that you don't understand first of all. Mm. And I would say just keep at it. Eventually you will reach your goal. I think that's what it is. And the reason why I say that is because I think a lot of times when you start off on something like this, like this path, it's a huge undertaking. Like it's, it's like it's massive. It's like it's almost unbelievable. It's not that you rarely, I mean you it's almost as if you don't have the ability to believe that it's even possible for you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, something about me. I I you know I grew up in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. And if anybody knows anything about, you know, that particular area, it's not, you know, the place where you go when you're looking for really wealthy people. I'll just say it that. Way. And you know, when I was coming up, you know, we we struggled a little bit. I didn't always have what I Wanted. I always had what I needed, though. My dad and my mom was really good about providing that. But you know, we 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 lived paycheck to paycheck for for a lot of our lives, and that was all I've known for a good portion of my life. So when I, you know, set out, you know, toward the ambitious goal of actually becoming wealthy, I couldn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I couldn't even imagine myself being there. I couldn't. I I literally couldn't see myself. I didn't know how it was gonna happen. You know, it was just like, is this even really possible for me? Yeah. But you know what? As I stayed faithful to the process that I learned and the Mm -hmm. plan that I was putting into place, slowly but surely, it started to work. And, you know, slowly but surely, I was able to build a little more confidence, right? A little bit more confidence. When I bought my first house, it was the scariest thing in the world. It was so scary. I'm like, oh, let me let me let me look at buying this uh, community right here. Like, that's like, you know, I'm thinking in terms like those types of terms, like there's no risk for me anymore. It's like these things. This is the way to build wealth. And, you know, when you take those tiny steps and you just stay true to the plan and the process, you will eventually get there if you do it the right way. And that's all I would have to say. I think that's it.
1: That's so good. That's so good. D'Angelo, that was awesome. Thank you so much for giving us your time today, Uh, just for sharing a little bit of your funny story to how that led you to what you're doing today and being very open and candid of your journey and what it looked like, you know, getting out of high school and just the nuggets you shared when it came to books, education, and you're sharing with us also like the plans that you have for the future, the dreams that you have and what you'd like to do. It's super awesome, super inspiring. And I just want to thank you so much for being on today.
0: Awesome. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. Well, hopefully, who knows? Maybe if there's another conference, we might just run into each other again in the hallway. (laughs) 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 awesome all right d'angelo chat with you later thank you for listening make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave a rate and review as it makes a huge difference also share this podcast with your friends and family and don't forget to follow at one thing in common podcast on instagram and tag us with any insights you got from the episode i am so grateful for each and every one of you and i hope you have the best week much love